0: Thanks for tuning in. Listen to the very end to hear a deleted scene from this recording session where Jason shares a story of trying to talk to a Chinese restaurant on the phone all in search of a chicken sandwich from KFC. Whoa! Uh! Hmm, hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is not okay. Anyways, welcome back to the excellent podcast where we sit down and watch every single episode of a regular show
0: and give you a breakdown. I am your co-host Josh and with me today is your other co host Jason? We are literally five minutes after recording the last episode, and my throat is hurting Boy, oh, so much. Do, do you know what that means? We gotta, we gotta hydrate ourselves. I don't know, if gotta I'm, hydrate my, or dhydrate.
1: I don't know if my mic will pick this up. Hopefully, it does. Here, you go ahead. I don't know if it picked it up, but hopefully, it did. I, um, I put it really you, close.
0: I didn't hear anything, only because Discord has like a uh noise filter thing uh yeah. the audience probably heard it hopefully um what, what what do you have today i have myself some corona premiere oh nice is it in a can or a bottle it is obviously in a bottle never in a can yeah i feel like um some beers taste better when they're in a bottle and some beers taste better when they're in a can corona i feel like corona belongs in a bottle it does
1: you know what else belongs in a corona what Line. Hmm. Oh, you
0: know wait. What, else? Did... what? Oh, I was going to make a lame joke. But... Now go for it. You know what else belongs in a Corona? What? The Pfizer vaccine.
1: Why are you all the way in the back of your, you're leaning all the way back on your chair? Yes. Just...
0: <laughs> I'm trying to, to insinuate that I'm like walking away like that weird yeah. thing that they do <laughs> that's honestly can i give you my honest opinion about that tiktok okay cringe (laughs) of course it's cringe it's It's, It's obviously oh my god
1: i think that was it was it's cringe because most of the group was so camera shy
0: true yeah a lot of us hadn't bust out of our show yet with that yeah some of us haven't bust bust um speaking of bust i'm also gonna bust open a bottle um you could hear this one Ooh, I'm Ooh, I... I'm using my um my new bottle opener that I got from Disney uh, Disneyland.
1: They sell bottle openers.
0: Um it is the Grape Soda uh the car- from from Up mm. the Carlin the Ellie badge. Ooh. It's like a Grape Soda bottle cap, but on the other on the flip side of it is a bottle opener. And Man. I will be releasing a Disney vlog soon on my personal channel 18JasonM on YouTube, so you will be seeing that in the video so okay so with your youtube channel Mm. i'm still i still
1: haven't caught up from like your uk (laughs) vlogs i want to watch all of them them. no because only because i know that when you went to switzerland yeah when you went to the and you recreated the mcjugger nuggets thumbnail yeah i'm afraid to watch it because i don't want
0: to cry I See, I, I, it's been a long time since I've watched all those videos. Switzerland uh-huh. isn't one that I, like, watch too much. Well, I, at least when I, like, if I happen to stumble upon it, I, like, skip past the little emotional part because I, like... I, yeah. It's, it's kind of weird to see me, like, like tearing up on camera. It's, it's You know, it's just, eh, hey, I don't want to watch that, you know?
1: That's another... Ooh, that's another thing for me. I do want to start mm-hmm. vlogging. but At the same time, my life isn't... There, there are things in my life right now that aren't really interesting any of the things that do happen I tend to forget my camera or I just want to live in that moment you know
0: no you're completely right because like I only ever upload when I travel from what it seems now and yeah. uh, and sometimes when I like I do go out I don't bring the camera and again I just want to live in the moment mm-hmm. it's only on Monday why are we oh my god we're getting into it it, well, yeah, it, is, good. it is President's Day so I had the day off <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. It's a paid holiday. Yeah, I saw this tweet where um, it was when uh Joe Biden got elected. Um, someone tweet someone replied to uh his like big announcement tweet being like Joe Biden will never be my president, and then someone responded to him being like, Are you a Trump supporter? And he's like, No, I'm from India. Wow well, and, and then <laughs> and then everyone's like, oh uh, well, I mean yeah, I guess you're right. Biden will never be your president. <laughs> <laughs> I, but this I is a non-political podcast. <laughs> no the, this podcast
1: is about weird opinions and different kind of topics such as Jason, let me let me ask you a question. and I know okay. and I know you know. but Correct. how many how many uh, do you put cologne on? Or perfume?
0: Um, I actually do not. Okay. Does your girlfriend do? Um, she doesn't wear it regularly, but yeah, she does use perfume. Okay. How many, how many, like,
1: sprays do you see her put on? Mm. I know, I know I'm kind of putting CG on blast. I'm sorry.
0: I think maybe like two to three or something. Okay. See, to me, that's reasonable. So, um, Jacob, who you have heard on this podcast before, he joined us for uh, two episodes in the past. Uh, He reviewed Love and Thunder with us, which we were just talking about in the last episode. Um, Mm -hmm. He sent a video to the chat complaining about, like, I guess that he walked past someone or he was in the same room as someone who they just, like, poured perfume all over them from what it seemed. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, not pleasant. He felt like that he was, like, breathing in chemicals and stuff. Yep and to me
1: i feel like they put more than two or three you said something about like smell should be discovered not
0: yeah so yeah what they say is a perfume and cologne should be discovered not not announced yeah 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 Um,
1: that's
0: uh it's very true and i remember back in like the Gym locker rooms in high school. Those guys would be... At the end of gym, they would just spray their clothes with cologne. Or Axe body... Not even cologne. Axe body spray. Which one was worse for you? The cologne or the Axe body? Oh, Axe body spray. That shit is, like... Like, tough smelling. And, um... I, I did have, like, this phase where, like, I... Um... I think I... I found, like, a... Like, a half full bo- uh, bottle of Axe body spray in the gym locker room so what? I just took it oh my and, god because <laughs> I, w- I was curious you know everyone else was uh spraying it so like I, I tried it and I think I wore it for like a couple weeks okay. but then I think I I ended up like running out but I ain't like like put it all over me but like it, it did smell good mm-hmm. see it smells good when you use it in moderation but if it's just blaring into your nose then no I, I can't handle it I'm
1: not gonna lie to you or the audience I am, I was one of those people that in high school I did spray a shit ton of, not of cologne, but of Axe body spray. I don't remember you, like, smelling very strong. Uh, well, maybe, I I think way back maybe in the day. Maybe I was day, nose blind. <clears throat> maybe <sighs> nose blind. Maybe back in a day when I was with a few, when the, when I was in a few relationships, they would spray me and my backpack with, like, they doused my shit with their pretty not gonna lie to you, side note, girls perfume smells pretty decent. But when it's like
0: yes. all over
1: you, it kinda kinda rank.
0: Fucking I remember one time, I think it was like freshman or sophomore year, we had the substitute teacher who fucking she must have had on like two bottles of baby powder. Oh my god. And for that entire, it was like the first period of the day, like at seven oh five AM I was dying in that class. Like that, the air was so stuffy and it was during the winter. So like the heaters were on and I had my shirt over my nose and <laughs> I was like, I kept having to blow my nose and I was sniffing and sneezing all class. And I was just looking and I didn't have, I, I think they also ran out of tissues after like I was, I used like the rest of them mm-hmm. and, There was like 20 minutes left in class and I was like, okay, I could survive not blowing my nose for 20 minutes before I just get out. And then I remember I sat right at the, uh, at the door, the desk close to the door. And as soon as the bell rang, I left. Oh my gosh. Like I was dying. I I could not stand it.
1: You know what is another smell that I really can't stand? Hmm. Dried sweat. Like, Mm. like when, um... Like, after gym, if you didn't put on body spray or whatever, and you just went into the next period, and you just reeked
0: of sweat, that was so much worse. See, I, I, I've never really been a big sweater. Mm-hmm. I uh, Whenever I, like, work out or whenever I run, like, it has to be super, super hot. Or I have to be working super hard for me to actually, like, form beads of sweat that, like, run down the side of my face. Yeah. Um, But... I never really get, like, my my shirt never turns dark, and, like, I barely get, like, uh, pit stains. Mm -hmm. Um, I just get, like, my skin just gets hot, and it gets sticky. Um, And I never, yeah, I've never been, like, sweaty. You can probably cut out his name, but do you
1: remember? (laughs) Yeah. I feel like he was the type of person to get uh, pit stains just by walking down the hallway
0: one time when I was sitting next to him in class. It was during like silent reading time. Okay. And I hear like this like sniffing and wiping sound next to me. Oh my God. And it sounded like wet and stuff and I look over and this man has like snot dripping down his nose and it's like all over his hands. Like it was like webbed in between like his (laughs) fingers and stuff. Oh and then I see I was like that man better get a tissue. He starts to lick his fingers. Oh
1: my goodness what no those types of people should not be around uh, other or he, they shouldn't even be around society they should have know their who, own
0: little room you know who else did that who? i'm not sure if we told the story of uh, racist ben <laughs> are you oh oh wait i think you told me but not on but not on the podcast so um one time we were in band and that was when he uh played the euphonium uh mm-hmm. and he never really played in band because like he didn't know how to play his instrument and yeah. so we were it was during a run and we were all playing and stuff and then he but he was not he was just sitting there and then out the corner of, of my eye when we were playing I see him pick his nose and a giant ass booger comes out and it's on the tip of his finger <clears throat> it's nasty and he he puts his hand up and he tries to drop it inside of his euphonium he tries oh. to put it inside of his instrument to get rid of it it's so gross, but it wouldn't like it kept sticking to his finger and it wouldn't come off, so he just <laughs> ate it. <laughs> oh God! I think I think that was uh, a couple like like a week or two before he got called out by the band director for not knowing Jesus. how to play. Dude. Did do you know that story? Yeah, I believe so. My my roommate Jason Slavinskis told me. So that was when he was uh, my my roommate uh, Jason was sitting next to Ben in class um oh they were playing the same part but ben didn't know how to ha- know how to play it but of course jason did and mm. during the song during the while they were playing ben was like looking over at jason's like fingers to know what to play uh-huh. jason saw it so he took his folder and he like covered up his, <laughs> his fingers so ben couldn't see the band nice. director mr Vandwal, he sees this and he starts dying laughing at the podium <laughs> And then he to the point where he's laughing so hard, he like cuts off the band to stop playing and then everyone's like, what? And then he, Mr. Vanderwall tells the entire room what just happened. Totally. He's like, uh, Ben just tried looking at Jason's fingers, but then Jason covered it up and he totally put Ben on blast. <laughs> you know, when, when,
1: one of these days, I kind of want to see if Mr. Vanderwall is still there. I highly doubt he remembers either of us, but I, I do he... want to see him.
0: He, I, I'm, I'm friends uh, on, with, with him on Facebook, Mr. Oh, word? oh yo, yeah.
1: message, message him if he's, well, I wouldn't say do it, but I don't know. <laughs> Be <laughs> like,
0: hey, remember <laughs> versus Ben? Ben?
1: Remember- no, I was going to say, remember, like, 10 years ago, I was in your class?
0: Mm, no, yeah. but. Yeah, he, he's the, he's the head band director at uh, one of the high schools now.
1: Oh, word. Oh, sick. Wait,
0: yeah. like around, around where we used to live? <clears> hmm. <throat> Oh, ooh, ooh, yeah, ooh, ooh, okay. oh yeah, that, that's that's kind of the ghetto school, but um, I mean, hey, the, the music program is good.
1: Hey, that's what I was about to say. Like, if it's good, it's good.
0: Yeah, that's all, all matters. Right. Uh, well, you know, you know what is good? What you know, you know it's good. It's Chinese food. I love Chinese food.
1: I love Chinese food.
0: When was the last time you had Chinese food, Jason? Um, like authentic Chinese food. The last time I had Chinese food was, I think, like two-ish weeks ago oh really um yeah because cj uh was in the city for because uh, she needed to do like a project for her master's program okay. and uh her entire like study group uh was with her and mm-hmm. since they were out in the city uh cj said like oh hey let's just make it into a into like a whole day and you could like meet my friends in in my in in grad school mm-hmm. um so I, I suggested, hey, why don't we go to Chinatown? And I could take you guys to uh, that really good restaurant that you and I went to with with the poop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the girl was like, I got a poo. Yeah, no, we weren't eating poop. Don't worry. Uh, this no, girl no, no. walked in. This girl walked into the restaurant we were at, which has no public restroom, and she's like, "I'm about to poop my pants." I like, can I please go? And the owner was just like, "Yep, go ahead." Oh, uh, that that will still be a core memory for me now yeah so that was the last time i had chinese food and of course it slapped it didn't disappoint as always because that's authentic Mm. chinese food and we're gonna get into that but when's the last time you had it
1: uh the last time i visited you and we went to chinatown
0: oh so the story that we just said yeah it's been that long because like would you consider panda express authentic chinese food authentic no exactly it's chinese food I remember that BuzzFeed has had this series a while back where um they had like a like Chinese people trying Panda Express for the first time, uh-huh. or like a, a Mexican people trying Chipotle and Taco Bell for the first time. In the video, um they they had they had two different uh, groups for the Ch- uh, Panda Express video. There was like these uh, old Chinese people who like only spoke Mandarin and they you know they like grew up in china and then these like gen z chinese teenagers that like grew up in america the whole time all right and the teenagers the whole time you could tell that they were kind of trying to put on a facade they were all like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh this panda express is disgusting i I, it's totally gross i would never eat it this is totally not chinese food and there you could tell that these teenagers were trying to be cool Uh but the the elders they were when they were eating it they were like Hmm, I would have this again. I I, I feel like this is exact accept- acceptable Chinese food. Like I've had better, but I I feel like this is a uh, this is very representative of Chinese food. Okay. And all the comments were hitting on the teenagers being like, wow, they're trying to be all cool and stuff, acting like they grew up in China. Yeah. Not to say uh, again, Panda Express is not authentic, but it's it does the job.
1: It does the job. It does. Oh, what if we did a food tier list, like for a video? I know we did it like off camera but like actually mm. do it. We should do that. Yeah. Well, speaking of Chinese food, do you know what else is in Chinese? when you Whenever you go to a Chinese restaurant?
0: After every Chinese restaurant, you get a fortune cookie. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. Today's episode is called fortune cookie. Regular but... show season three, uh, episode 13. Yeah.
1: On, I'm trying to find, I know I'm like very far away, well, I'm trying to find if I can find, like, a, I know I, this sounds really lame, but mm-hmm. I keep, I sometimes keep fortune cookies.
0: Or fortune Actually, cookies I, I the other day, I totally forgot that I have a, I had a fortune cookie hiding behind my phone case in between my phone. Um, <laughs> Does
1: it, was it, can you see it?
0: Yep, I just opened it right now. It says, this evening promises romantic interests. Ooh, Like, from who? Well, hey, we're, we're you and I are talking right now. Okay, calm down. Mine, hey. says,
1: <laughs> mine says you are a deep thinker with a knack for problem solving.
0: Hmm. Dep- depends on the situation, I guess. We're going to get into this episode. And I have a couple of things and uh, stories about Chinese food. And also, uh, whenever you go to a Chinese restaurant, like your experience and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. let's hop right in. This episode was released on January 23rd, 2012. <laughs> What did you remember about this episode? Actually, not very much. If I'm being honest with you. As we see in the beginning of the episode, Benson says, I'm glad you could all join me for brunch today. And we get an establishing shot of this Chinese restaurant. And uh, the restaurant is called Good Luck Restaurant. Mm-hmm. And with a bunch of Chinese symbols that I cannot read. Um, the entire park is sit- is seated at this really big round table. Um, Benson Says, I'm glad you could all join me for lunch today. And then Pops asks, "What's the occasion?" Benson says, "Do you even have to ask, Pops? It's to celebrate my amazing streak of good luck." Pops is like, "Good luck." And then Benson says, "Yeah, don't you remember last night?" We cut to a flashback of yeah, last night where the guys are playing what seems to be poker, and they Benson gets what's that called in poker? Hold hand? on, let me let me
1: let me see again. So in Benson's hand, he has an ace of spades, of king of spades, queen of spades, jack of spades, and a ten of spades. I'm pretty sure that's a.
0: It's uh, a royal flush. Royal flush. Is what it is? Yeah, I was I about to say. it
1: up. I was about to say straight, but I mean, it, eh. no, no, no. A straight's where you have like it doesn't matter what suit they're in. Basically,
0: he he got the in, the best hand of the entire poker game, and. It looks like that they were betting on like a bunch of cool like items. There was like a Game Zone magazine, a VHS tape, an 80 cell phone, an army dude, a golden watch, which is probably (laughs) the best one out of all of them. Then a mug and then some other thing that looks like a cork or something. And Benson, yeah, he wins the entire pot of prizes and he kind of like hugs them. Uh, We cut back to present day where Rigby groans saying, oh, you only beat me last night because of my bad luck. Benson says, no, Rigby, I only beat you because of my good luck. And it's that luck that makes me trust that we're all going to love this restaurant that none of us have ever even been to. And everyone starts cheering except for Rigby uh, because he's like still like sore about it. The last time when we went to a Chinese restaurant,
1: wasn't that the same restaurant you, your mom and your sister went to like a week or two
0: prior of me coming over? No, I, I was definitely there. I'm not sure if it was a week prior but I've, uh-huh. Yes, I've been there a couple times before. Okay, yeah. I go to that restaurant almost every single time that I go to Chinatown. Really? And um, I wanted to ask you, what is your favorite Chinese food? God, I want to say either
1: dim sum mm-hmm. or or the wonton soup. I love wonton soup. For I don't me, know. I could
0: I could eat that all the time. It's hard. Uh because uh, yeah dim sum's really good i feel like i really enjoyed the beef and broccoli some Ooh. Good, uh, orange chicken Ooh. and
1: you know what i don't think i've had I... like any authentic chinese orange chicken yeah
0: well the, the next time you come over we'll go back to chinatown to that same restaurant mm-hmm. um, and i also i also really like uh egg rolls egg rolls you can't beat them Ooh, yeah that too you, know, you put a little bit of a, like sweet and sour sauce or some like vinegar sauce on it. It's so good. I'll just talk about Chinese food is making me a little bit hungry, not gonna lie to you. Me too. Uh on top of that, how can you tell that a Chinese restaurant is about to slap? Like when you walk in? Um
1: oh god I heard something, but this but when you said walk in, it kinda of threw me off. But from what I heard, you know a Chinese restaurant's gonna slap if they have like not dirty interior I hate saying dirty interior but yeah dirt- a little bit of a dirty interior you can smell the food a little uh <laughs> you're you not hear- wrong no you can hear chinese people yelling at each other from the kitchen mhm uh but if you look on the um on, on a review for that for our chinese restaurant they have like lower than 3 apparently that's like apparently that's like really good
0: do you remember um Freddie Wong or uh, rocket jump that yes. youtuber yeah so I, I believe that he made a TikTok being like how to know if it's sh- uh, like what Chinese restaurant to pick. Mm-hmm. You need to go to a place. I forgot the exact number where it's like it has like three and a half star rating. Like, yeah, that's no exactly what I was that. thinking. No more, or no more, no less. Because you are correct. A Chinese restaurant, you could tell that the food is about to be super good when you walk in and you could hear all the, the Chinese cooks yelling at each other in the kitchen. Um, the seats are completely like ripped up and the menus are like sticky and faded. The bathroom looks like it's like from a gas station and the waiter barely pays any attention to you. Mm -hmm. So that's how, you know, it's going to be like, even though it might look like that, that's how, you know, the food is authentic and really good because I have been to like a Chinese restaurants where, um, where it, it's it's like all like nice and put together and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but the Chinese food is like super Americanized. Yeah. See, when you go to a an Asian restaurant and you're expecting like to get good service, then you're gonna be like really disappointed mm-hmm. <laughs> because in I know that like in Asia it's kind of a cultural thing where like they the waiter never really like visits your table unless if you like need need something exactly. And that's why all the good Chinese restaurants get like bad ratings. It's because of the service, you know?
1: No, do you know what I, th- I think it's the, uh, the Chinese restaurants or any Asian restaurant focuses more on the food rather than how their place is put together. Like it could be being it could be held up by duct tape and some sticks, but the food will still be good.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, and I also forgot one other quality. Um, Every single good Chinese restaurant has some kid doing homework in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness, you're not wrong.
1: Unfortunately, there wasn't one when we went.
0: Yeah, maybe because it was like run by like a little older people. But I know though that those Chinese restaurants are like store owners. They make bank off of all that because... In one of my houses, I used to live right next to um, a Filipino store owner. Do you know Joe Fenn? Yes, 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 yes. Yes. So Joe Fenn, we lived right next to the owners and they had like a marble fountain in their front yard. They had like lights lining their driveway. They had all these sports cars and inside of their garage, they had a car shelf. That's how many cars they had. These guys were making bank off of that place. The percentage, the Filipino percentage
1: around the area is like, it's pretty small, but so when, when Filipinos find that spot where that tiny bit of home, they'll go there at least once or twice a week.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe I can't even more. tell you, I can't even tell you how many times we've had that place catered to like parties and stuff. Mm, yeah. Wait, have you ever been to H Mart? Oh, of course I've been to H Mart. I love H Mart.
1: Amazing place. Yeah, I've like, um, almost an hour just to get there, though. Still worth it.
0: Damn, because there is an H Mart, uh, literally, like, down the street of my college, so I got to go there a lot.
1: No, oh, yeah, that's where, that's where I was talking about, like, from my
0: place to there is an hour drive. True, yeah. So, in this episode, uh, right now, a Chinese waitress comes up and she says, mai ha feng And I, I don't know what the <laughs> hell that means. And, uh, <laughs> night. night Neither does Benson, because then what does he say? He says, I don't know what any
1: of that is, but with my luck, I'm sure it's going to taste great. We'll take it all. Dig in, everybody. Dim sums on me. So then the waitress takes Benson's uh, menu and starts stamping literally everything. It's almost like a bingo card.
0: Yeah. Oh, look at all that food. Oh, yeah.
1: So then uh, as as soon as she's done stamping everything, she brings out, or three more of the same identical waitresses pop around the corner.
0: Because they all look the same, huh?
1: No. That's kind of <laughs> fucked up. That's Sorry. really
0: fucked I wasn't going to say nothing. Everyone's made that joke before. Hey, I am making that joke because I am Asian, and so are you, but- Yeah, I know, yeah, but- I, th- go, yeah. go on. Listen, we
1: were all thinking of it. I'm, okay, anyways, so- hey,
0: You and I have the same qualities. We so. do.
1: So- there's this one shot of the food all being filled up there, and then we go fade into the next scene where all the food is practically gone. Everyone pops Mordecai, Benson, Muscleman fives, and skips all stuff, but Rigby is sitting looking all grumpy and mad. Uh, we, cut the, we cut over to Muscle Man saying the food that was delicious. Then he asked "Uh, Rickby, where's his food?" As he's devouring what looks to be an onion into his mouth. Uh, I thought it was a dumpling. It looks like a dumpling, it, but you know, it, it could be could a dumpling. Be. Most likely, it's a dumpling, but it's probably an onion. Hmm. but Yeah. Uh, Rickby says, "Food. He hasn't even brought my water yet." So then we. So then quickly the, uh, one of the waiters, who's, uh, voiced by James Hong, who, is very is a very famous Chinese uh actor oh or i didn't no, know that he
0: was in this episode Mm-hmm.
1: he played um ho's dad from kung fu panda
0: oh you had the noodle dream <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my son finally had a noodle dream
0: <laughs> um i i made the note real quick so mm-hmm. yeah rigby complains that he uh that his food wasn't brought out yet but um I made the note about how I'm not sure how Rigby doesn't have his food, because uh, Chinese restaurants are typically served family style, especially since every Chinese restaurant has like a lazy susan on the tables. Mm -hmm. And then also, yeah, and then also, Benson said that he ordered dim sum for the table, and from how like all the waiters came in and brought like all the food platters out. It obviously was family Star where everyone just like picked and choose what to get. Oh, yeah. But um, I, Oh, and also during the cross dissolve when all the food like was eaten mm-hmm. in the background, you could see that Rigby had like a full stomach looking like he just ate. But then in the next shot, he was there skinny.
1: I Well, I cont- uh, continuity, cartoon logic. Yeah. Just to give uh, Rigby something to be mad about it
0: yeah uh so the waitress comes up and being like um he gives him soup then he trips and spills it all over rigby and then rigby gets mad covered in like the, all the broth being like i didn't even order soup and then the guy's like oh i'm so sorry he's like i'll go check out your order and then all of a sudden benson and muscle man fives and skips are glamoring over something that benson just found being like whoa check it out it looks to be like a pearl that was inside of one of benson's clams or oysters rather benson explains the evening like yeah i just bit into the oyster and there it was and it's all like sparkly and everything it's like shimmering all over the room he goes to the waiter being like hey so can i pay with this and then the waiter says oh of course but i don't think we have enough money in the register to make change ha, will you take a check and then benson says sure and then so the waiter tells him to follow him as he gives the rest of the table the check as well as the fortune cookies. Benson's all He's like, I'm telling you, I can't lose. So he walks off. Rigby is just annoyed. And he's like, I got to go dry off. So we clock wipe into the men's restroom. And we could hear Rigby inside trying the, the hand towel dispenser. But then he says, oh, what? There's no towels in here? So he comes back out. And then he sees Benson at the counter with the waiter again. And then the waiter tells him, Oh, it must be your lucky day, sir, because the one thousand customer gets a free meal. And then Benson's like, oh, all right. So that's another bit of good luck for Benson. We go back to the table. Rigby says, oh, finally, my fortune cookie's here. At least one good thing will come from this meal. He cracks it open, and the fortune says, bad luck is coming your way. He says, "Ah, oh, what? And then he's like, oh, I can't even get a break. So he goes to Benson's fortune cookie and he swaps out the little papers. And in in fortune cookies, you can't really do that in real life because they're like closed. But, you know, just for the sake of the show. I mean, have you seen like some of
1: those fortune cookies that actually kind of stick out where you can just uh, not rip them open, but, you know,
0: slide them through the little slit that they come in? Uh yes, I have had like fortune cookies that like you could tell that they were baked weird and it has like a big gap in it.
1: Yeah. I mean actually now that I think about it, I don't think I've ever tried putting a a different fortune or a different little piece of paper in a different cookie.
0: There's like this little thing you could do where if you wrap a fortune cookie in like a wet paper towel and microwave it for like ten seconds, it makes the cookie bread like soft where you could like like pry it open. And then uh-huh. quickly you switch out the fortunes and then close it, <laughs> so and then by that work. time it like hardens. That's yeah. so much work.
1: Okay, wait. So throughout that entire thing where you were impersonating the um the waiter in a in an yeah. accent, it just made me giggle a lot because the the last time I did something like that was during uh, a spelling bee for for our video for a video. Were
0: you were you trying to put on a character? Yeah. Were you doing like a Babatune day, but like with Asians? Yeah, I made it
1: really ooh. Like the video will never see the light of day because it's gone. The footage is dust. It's whatever. But I'll, I'll let the audience here know it was very bad. Like I'm, I'm saying like borderline,
0: not okay. So I'm, I'm doing the voice because I know what it sounds like. Yeah, and I'm saying I did the voice, but
1: I made it really horrible. Rigby switches his fortune with Benson's fortune, and Mordecai notices this, and tells Rigby, Man, that is not cool. Put it, And he tells Rigby to put it back, but Rigby questions Mordecai why, and that Benson will never know that he switched fortunes with him. Rigby reads out Benson's fortune, and it says, Good luck is coming your way. And he's, Rigby is very proud of himself, and kind of, you know, slaps the the fortune cookie paper just a little bit and says that that's what I'm talking about uh Benzer comes back over to the table and says oh we're reading fortunes A eh? he goes over to his seat sits down picks up his uh his uh, fortune cookie slip and reads and says okay let's see what we have here still being cocky and saying probably going to win the lottery or something mm-hmm. he reads his he reads his fortune and it says, bad luck is coming your way.
0: Yeah, and of course, that, that's Rigby's old fortune, as we know.
1: Yep. Benton looks at this in in a shocking and disbelief uh, look. He laughs it off and says, "Huh, whatever. It would take more than a slip of paper to break the winning streak I'm having. So then they all get up and start and leave towards the door. But Mordecai and Rigby stay back a little bit. Mordecai puts his hand on Rigby's shoulder and says, Rigby, seriously, you need to switch those fortunes back. Rigby shoves Mordecai's hand off his shoulder and says, oh, come on, Benson's having crazy good luck lately. He won't even know the difference. Besides, it's just a piece of paper, and he walks off. Uh, Mordecai gets up and follows him, saying, yeah, I get. Yeah, I guess. And that is kind of true, because it is just a fortune cookie. I mean... Um, sometimes it can have powers, just saying.
0: Oh, huh, maybe like in this episode, but but I, realistically speaking, yeah, fortune cookies don't have any meaning. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How do you know about that? I'm being actually dead serious. Actually? Well, okay, well, hold on. First of all, fortune cookies don't even exist in China. That's an American yeah, obvi- thing. Yeah, it was made in San Francisco. However,
1: the, the things I mean, th- that are on it, po- it's like positive affirmation that you... Didn't know you needed.
0: Well, yeah, I, I'm not undermining like what it says. Like, I, I'm, I appreciate every single time I get like a good fortune or mm-hmm. I read it, and I'm like, oh wow, that that's very moving and motivational to hear. I'll definitely hold on to this one. Exactly. Um, so it, it's like good little like reminders throughout the day, like things to get get the your attitude up. Yeah. So, but, it, so you're saying it doesn't have power? Well, I mean, well, it has like like personal power, but like, mm-hmm. l- let's say that. It says, like, oh, you're going to find the love of your life next week. Most likely, you're not going to find the love of your life. Like, how could fortune cookies predict that? That's what I'm saying. You don't know that. (laughs) As Josh holds a fortune of, like, with that same same exact saying. It's been three years. I got this fortune cookie three years ago. It said it would be next week, but I'm still waiting. (laughs) So they walk outside. Benson says to the guys, you know what would make that place better? If they had some fortunes that were actually true. And then all of a sudden, a black cat out of, out of nowhere runs into Benson. And Benson trips over it. And then as he stumbles forward after tripping, he kind of stumbles through underneath a ladder. He steps on a crack in the sidewalk, which makes him fall into a car. And his face smashes into the to the rearview mirror, breaking it. And then he falls into a puddle. And if you know anything about bad luck, black cats are considered to be bad luck. Walking under a ladder is also bad luck, as well as stepping on a crack to break your mama's back. Breaking a mirror, as well as falling into a puddle. Those are all signs of bad luck. So we kind of just got like a little mini kind of symbolic thing there. Have have you
1: uh, ever like subconsciously or do you still... Not step on cracks. Like, even the ones that are purposely made, like, you
0: just kind of step over each tile. Either I try to step over them, or I try to step on each one.
1: Wait, 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 why?
0: Because, well, I... Because I don't believe in this, like, step on the crack thing. Uh, I only try to make sure that I, like, step on each one just so it's, like, it's even. Um... (laughs) And I, I tried with each uh, sidewalk tile. I try to take the same number of steps inside of each one. Yeah. Okay. I do um, that too. Yeah, because if you like, if it's off, then that's it. Feels weird. I feel like
1: a. I feel like one of those uh, people that believe in. Well, this sounds really fucked up and controversial of me to say, but I feel okay. like I'm one of those people that uh, believe in. Was it? What was it? The tarot cards, the um, the star signs or uh, whatnot, astrology bullshit. Did you say you believe in that? I feel like I do when
0: I'm talking about fortune cookies and bad luck. <laughs> oh, yeah, because we've said on the show before that tarot cards and astrology is, like, all just... It's that's so all made up, stupid. But, and, yeah, um, here I am talking about fortune cookies being real. Well, to be fair, I do have, like, a, a couple things that I... Like, little superstitions that I do. Like, for example, mm-hmm. whenever... Um, Whenever I'm like salting my food, uh, primarily like when I was in college, when I was at the dining hall, whenever I salted my food, I made sure to put a little bit of salt in my hand and then throw it over my right shoulder.
1: Even when there was someone behind you? (laughs) There there have been times (laughs) where
0: where CJ was with me and she's like, dude, I feel like you just threw salt all over them. (laughs) And I'm like, whoops. (laughs) You probably look like the biggest dick. (laughs) (laughs) Because as you know, spilling salt is a sign of very bad luck. and and you could like circumvent that by throwing it over your right shoulder um Mm -hmm. other than that though i don't believe in a lot of superstitions because um like i said there was a black cat in this episode and those are meant to be bad luck Mm -hmm. i grew up with a black cat and he was one of the most loving creatures ever
1: i saw a black cat on the street once I i actually no it was by my front door i was in my car i'm like i am not gonna walk through that
0: i'm gonna wait till it's gone
1: Or I walked around it.
0: Hmm. But Benson is still on the floor. Mordecai says, like, dude, Benson, are you okay? And Benson gets up and, like, wipes himself off. He's like, yeah, I'm all right. All of a sudden, Rigby finds a coin on the ground and he picks it up and he's like, oh, all right, it's a bus token. And then the bus has now arrived and then the park gang is now getting onto it. Pops, like, hey guys, the bus is here. Benson's the last one to board. And then all of a sudden, um,. The bus driver kind of stops Benson. He's like, oh, no, no, sorry, bro. The bus is full. And then he closes the door and drives off, leaving Benson behind. Poor guy. (laughs) And Benson calls out to them. He's like, oh, that's cool, guys. I guess I'll just walk. And then we get... A shot inside of the bus of Rigby and Mordecai talking. Rigby says, I told you Benson would never notice. Now we could both be lucky. But then we see in the back windshield, Benson is still standing there. And then all of a sudden, this gang of three buff guys run up to him, being like, yo, punk, give us your wallet. They start to beat the shit out of Benson. (laughs) In broad daylight, they just start to beat him up. Uh, Just a typical day in Chicago. Uh, You love to see it. A lot of people say um, whenever like Chicago comes up on social media, all the comments are being like, oh, yeah, like unless if you want to get shot, go go to Chicago. <laughs> it's really not. See, sh- Chicago doesn't even break the top 10 most violent cities in America. It's just a st- it's just like that one case. And then that's what makes it like. Am I saying that we don't have violence here? No, we do. And there needs to be something done about it. But Mm -hmm. we are not the most dangerous city in America. Oh, do you know what? Okay.
1: So from what this is going to get really political a little bit. But I heard through my radio that our current governor, don't remember his name. It starts with a P. um, Pritzker, J.B. Pritzker. Yeah. Apparently, uh, assault rifles are banned. Uh,
0: Yes. Yeah. He is it. Did he like finalize that? I have no idea. This is
1: what I mean. I just heard of it. I don't know if it's finalized yeah. or if it's just them trying to work on it. Yeah, because I heard some talk about that too. But you think if you think as we get older, like politics and shit, is at least for me, it's getting not to be more interesting, but I have to uh, listen to these things. I know Jake and Jake and Ethan are super
0: super into it. I think you are too a, a bit. Mm, I'm I don't like follow politics like mm. very closely but yeah. like I know what's going on in the world and I feel like um I wouldn't I'm woke yes that's <laughs> <the term. laughs> I don't know I, I I really hate that term woke
1: We cut to Benson's apartment during the morning we see the floor guy sweeping the floors. Benson opens his door his apartment door to grab his uh, newspaper then across the hall we see audrey who we saw last episode open her door to greet to greet benson benson's in his uh bath towel or bathrobe holding his coffee and whatnot the floor guy sweeps uh comes over to benson to sweep the floor and all of a sudden benson's bath towel gets sucked into the mopper yeah which- because this
0: isn't like a this isn't your typical like like, manual broom mop thing. It's, like, one of those, like, it's, like, spins. It's, like, automated.
1: Yeah, it's a... That's why it's, like... It it looks like a sweeper or something something like that. It's something, I don't know. Yeah, so it it sucks over Benson's bathrobe, revealing that he's naked, even though he typically doesn't wear any clothes. Audrey looks at him with disgust and surprise. Uh, Benson stands there for a quick second and then freaks out, turns around, and tries to open his door, but... He's apparently locked out. And we see his butt cheeks.
0: Benson's and
1: butt cheeks. Benson, Benson's butt cheeks. So he sl- he knocks on his door, but obviously no one but him lives there. So he just turns back around, grabs a newspaper, and hides his junk. Sure. And then we cut over to the house where uh, Rigby is playing Rock, Baby, Scissors against both Mordecai and Muscle Man. And he is winning c- so consistently Next, we go over to Benson pouring himself a a mug of hot coffee, which he attempts to take a sip of, but it spills all over his crotch. Next, we see a a pizza truck drive through the park, and it passes by Rigby hitting a curb or a bump, which causes a pizza slice to fall into Rigby's hands. Rigby catches it takes a bite of it, and then all of a sudden a soda also comes out of the air. Rigby catches that and and sips on that. The same pizza, pizza truck comes by Benson but doesn't do anything but runs over his feet. Benson reacts in how anyone would react if a car were to run over their feet. He stumbles back into a tree which causes a beehive to fall into his hands and all the bees go over and attack Benson. Hmm. Next, we see Mordecai and Rigby crossing the street. Uh, one of the cars drops a a dollar. Rig- Rigby sees it and starts sprinting over towards the dollar while there's oncoming incoming traffic still going around. But as Rigby's trying to catch his dollar, uh, he is not hit by any of the cars. He runs back over to Mordecai to show him that he grabbed the dollar. Mordecai looks at him and is like, Dude, how? Next, we see Benson after he gets stung by all the bees. He's all bandaged up and everything. He's this walked... dude
0: looks like shit.
1: Yeah, he looks like he's, he's had a rough day. I'm pretty sure this is all in one day, too. Probably. So, he walks over to his car. He tries to open it with his keys, but the key breaks. Then, all of a sudden, a tree falls on top of Benson's car, on top of the hood. Uh, Benson then gets a tap on his shoulder. By the same three dudes from the Chinatown, they stop for a second. We see a beekeeper come over holding a beehive and throws it at Benson.
0: And then they all run off. What the fuck is going on? So when Benson got his robe ripped off and he turns around and like his butt cheeks were out. Mm -hmm. There was only one other time where we saw Benson like quote unquote naked. Mm -hmm. Which was in the uh, Brain Eraser episode. Mm. and in that episode when he was naked his like little gumball flap was open yeah um so if we're following that same logic shouldn't that flap also have been open in this episode because it wasn't but we still saw his cheeks so we got to see a little bit of benson (laughs) you think
1: you think between brain eraser and this one the reason why his flap didn't open is because uh he wasn't hard
0: yeah i know that some fans have made that point before um, and then also there is uh, there's a running gag of Benson's car always being destroyed. I can't remember if we've seen that before, but this is another one a tree landed on it. so that's funny um, I was gonna
1: say I was gonna say like uh, hopefully that never happens to any of us here.
0: yeah exactly that, that sucks yep. we cut out of the montage to the arcade. And Rigby is playing this arcade cabinet called Super Donkey Bros, which is a reference to both Super Mario Bros. and Donkey Kong. And Rigby is facing the cabinet backwards, and his hands are like behind him, and he's just like button mashing without even looking at the screen. The high score is a uh, one million sixty two thousand eight hundred, and Rigby is one point away from breaking that score. And there's an entire crowd watching him, and then. Rigby beats the score. He says, "Oh, high score up in here!" And so that's one zero for the episode. And the entire crowd that's in, in the arcade that's watching, they're all like cheering him on and stuff. And then Rigby says, "Mordecai, are you seeing this? I'm so lucky. I don't even need to look at the screen. In fact, I don't even need to use my hands." So he does a handstand by the cabinet, and then he starts to kick at it with his feet. But then there, he's not even hitting the buttons. So that's what kind of what makes this funny. Uh, All of a sudden, his heel does end up hitting one button, which ends up getting him the world record for this game. Everyone's cheering. Rigby says another O. Mordecai sighs and he's like, I don't even believe this. And then all of a sudden, this dude wearing a fedora comes up. Uh, He kind of looks like a journalist hipster. He, he goes to Rigby, he says, like, whoa, dude, you got some pretty sick gaming skills. The kind of skills that could get you on the cover of Video Game Monthly. My name's Dante. He gives him a business card, and he says, I'm the magazine's lead editor. Today's your lucky day, bro, because I'm looking for the world's best gamer, and you are totally it. Give me a call. We'll do an interview. And Mordecai's just shocked even more about this. He says, catch you on the flip side, bro. Dante walks off, as well as the crowd. Rigby says, another o And goes to Mordecai being like, yo, did you see that? I'm going to be on the cover of Video Game Monthly. Mordecai says, dude, you're horrible at video games. You just got lucky. Rigby says, exactly, and points to Mordecai. He says, I should have switched fortunes with Benson years ago. Mordecai says, none of that luck even belongs to you. It belongs to Benson. All this good stuff should be happening to him. Rigby says, what? No way. My life's never even been better. I'm on a serious winning streak. Mordecai gets mad. And he kinda like tackles Rigby, pushing him down, being like, Like, give it back and then Rigby's like, hey, what are you doing? Get off me. Mordecai is demanding the fortune, being like, Give it back. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let you ruin Benson's life. But then he realized that the fortune's not even on him, so he's like, Where is it? Rigby says, Well I hid it. I knew you would were gonna try something And then ben- Mordecai says, Dude, you have to trade it back to him. Bad things are happening to Benson and it's only gonna get worse. And then Rigby says, "What are you talking about? I haven't even seen a single bad thing happen to Benson," and that obviously shows how oblivious Rigby is, and also how or he's just that like, selfish. Yeah, and then also how good of like how much good luck he's been having that he doesn't even realize the stuff going on with Benson. Mm-hmm. And then Rigby says to Mordecai, "Being like, I think you're just jealous." And then they kind of go back and forth, like yelling, being like, "You're just jealous." And then Mordecai says, I'm going to call Benson. So he brings out his phone. But then immediately he gets the the dial tone, like the little beep, beep, beep. The number you are calling has been disconnected. And then Rigby says, oh, wait, what? all of the O's. Fuck. All of the O's happen at this part of the episode. I miss that one. So and obviously we could assume that Benson with this bad luck got his phone taken or stolen or something like that. Mordecai says, oh, forget it. I'm telling him. So then as he's walking away, Rigby calls to him, being like, whatever. I'm so lucky. I bet you won't even notice. <laughs> hmm, 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 hmm.
1: So we cut back to Benson's apartment where Mordecai sees an eviction notice on stuck to Benson's door. He rips it to read it. Then we see the same uh, floor mopping guy uh, come over by Mordecai. Mordecai asks the guy, hey, have you ever seen the gu- Have you seen the guy who used to live here? Uh, the floor guy responds back saying, oh, that guy, man, was a string of bad luck. He lost his car, his apartment, his wallet, his credit card, his driver's license. Uh, Mordecai continues to ask him, did he say where he was going? But the floor guy says, I just clean floors. I don't ask questions. But then he's, he spots a apparently a hot girl off screen. And he says, "Ooh, excuse me, there's a hot chick getting her paper over there. <laughs> That's a very pervy thing. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you.
0: He's just the, the janitor dude that cleans floors, being like, ooh, I'm going to go clean over there. Oh my god, I just realized this. The janitors
1: in our high school were probably the weird... Were, the, I, actually, probably the male ones were probably the most sus people sometimes.
0: Mm. Do you remember that uh, health class that we had to take where they taught us like CPR and stuff? Yes. So... Yeah, that class where uh that was a class where we worked hands on with like the little CPR dummies and yeah. we had to like know how to give CPR and like uh like call 911 and other things like that, build a first aid kit. Mm-hmm. Um a part of that class everyone had to take it sophomore year, so we were like what, 14, 15 years old? Something Pretty like sure that.
1: 15, 16,
0: yeah. Uh, uh yeah, 15, 16. Young, mm-hmm. underage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the the teacher for that class he was um he was kind of like a like a big guy and he kind of had like a, i'm not sure if he had a neck beard but still like he was you know did he have glasses he was a little weird maybe um and a part of the class where every single person had to take um a test where you had to uh show the teacher like the entire CPR process telling them to like call 911 this and that and then you had mm-hmm. to perform CPR on the dummy in front of them and of course, when you're doing CPR, you have to be like, uh, like bent over the person that you're performing CPR. You're like, oh par- your God. body is kind of parallel to them. Yeah. Apparently, every single time a girl was doing CPR, he would look down their shirts. Oh my goodness! And it became a thing where all the girls uh, had to spread the message, being like, "Hey, by the way, whenever you're doing that test, make sure you wear a scarf that day." <laughs> that's, scarf? that's creepy. A scarf or a hoodie or something like that. Wear something that's not revealing, because that that's creepy.
1: I mean, do you know how many of our PE teachers in in our yeah, how many PE teachers got, especially the male ones, got let go? Did
0: did some of them get let go? I think I, I counted to like three or four. Interesting. Well, I I I didn't have to take gym class a lot in high school because no? I was exempt.
1: No, yeah, but I'm I'm pretty sure everyone in our grade heard about it at some point.
0: Hmm, Weird. I mean,
1: there was a lot of other gym teachers that took their place very quickly.
0: I know that there was this there was this one teacher, uh, this one gym teacher, where um a lot of the girls thought that he was cute and stuff, and they they called him a they referred to him as a Dilf, a dad. They would like him. <laughs> so. Uh, You know, there, there's always that, you know, but
1: I know there was one in our
0: school. I forgot his name, but I I think I I forgot. I think we're thinking about the same person. Mm -hmm. Anyways. So the floor guy uh, whirls over
1: to, to the girl and we cut over back to the house. Mordecai goes into the kitchen uh, calling for Benson. He's not there. He goes over to his office. He isn't there either. Mordecai goes over to Muscle Man's trailer. He knocks on the door. Muscle Man answers and says, I haven't seen him. So Mordecai goes over to the garage to check. He's not there. Then he takes a car to drive around the park to go look for him. As he's driving around the park, he screams, He calls out for Benson. Uh, Mordecai eventually goes over to Skips' place. He opens the door. He asks Skips is He's seen Benson. Skips uh, answers Mordecai and says, he's playing cards in my garage. And that Benson is convinced that he can turn his luck around. Uh, but Mordecai disagrees and says, like, no, he can't. It's not even his luck. Benson walks out, walks out of the garage into Skips's room. Mordecai turns over to Benson and tells and says that he has to tell him something. But uh, Benson stops him and says, not right now, Mordecai. I'm in the middle of a hand. Uh, Mordecai pleads Benson to listen to him and that he should stop playing cards right now. But Benson isn't listening and says, okay, so I've had a bad stretch lately. So my wallet and my credit cards got stolen. So my so accounting lost my paycheck. So I can't afford to pay rent or feed myself. But cards are, are where I'm luckiest. Cards are my girl. She's never let me down before and she won't do it this time. Skips agrees with Mordecai. And tries to put Ben's, and convince Benson that he's got to stop playing cards right now. Because what he's wagering is absolutely nothing. This gives Benson a little bit of time to think. And he tells Skips, actually Skips, there is one thing. So he goes back into the garage, closes the door, but then instantly comes back out with a stern face. And says... I just lost a park to the guy in the fanny pack. Ouch. He points behind him, we get a zoom shot of this old uh I was old Chinese looking fellow whose eyes start to glow. His hair's all white. He has like a bald he has a bald head, but he still has hair in the back of his head a little bit, you know? Mordecai skips and Benson look skips
0: uh yeah, he he's a warlock. So he kinda like transforms and he rises in the air. And he's wearing like one of those uh, like Chinese tunics and he's wearing like kind of, yeah, an emperor hat. Mm-hmm. And the, the tunic actually has a koi fish on it, which is pretty cool. I know that you're really into koi fish. This is the part of the episode where everything like goes, uh, goes bad because the warlock guy, tur- he turns into a giant like in the sky. And the guys run out of Skip's house, and then the sky's all gray, and it's all, like, uh, there's black clouds going all around him. He's laughing maniacally, and then um, the warlock kind of makes, he magically makes a fanny pack appear in the middle of his hands. It's, like, red, and it kind of has, like, a, I think gargoyles or something uh, on them. It almost looked like dragons to me. That's what I thought. Yeah, something like that. And then he unzips the fanny pack and then he starts to suck the park inside of it. And so everything is starting to dis- disintegrate. Benson's like, oh, the park. What have I done? And then Mordecai says, I got to find Rigby. And then the world continues to suck everything up. Mordecai runs by the snack bar. That gets sucked up as well. Uh, and then he runs down the street and then he passes by Muscle Man, who's driving in a cart. And then Mordecai kind of panics and stumble on his words, being like, ah, Park, Warlock, Fanny Pack, and runs past. And then Muscle Man's not face, and he's just like, what was that, bro? And then he looks in front of him and only now notices what's going on in typical Muscle Man fashion. I mean, surely he would have seen that, like, miles away, though, right? Yeah, like the the sky is black and everything, so Muscle Man j- jumps out of the side of the cart, and he's like, <laughs> type thing and runs away the cart gets sucked up mordecai uh bursts through the house door and rigby's in the foyer on the phone and then before mordecai could even start talking rigby puts up his finger be like uh interview video game monthly you're a loser can't talk and then mordecai gets mad he takes rigby's phone and throws it against the the wall shattering it into two pieces rigby gets mad being like dude why'd you do that mordecai says look out the window Rigby looks out and then sees that the entire uh, park is soon going to be disintegrated. And then the warlock is being like, oh, lucky me, it's a full house. And obviously that's a poker reference because he's sucking up Uh, 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 the park house. He's
1: sucking up a full house. Ah, Uh, So funny. uh, He's so clever. uh, Shut up.
0: (laughs) So... (laughs) The roof gets knocked off of the house, revealing Mordecai and Rigby underneath it. They run outside, and then that's when the house house almost gets sucked up, but it's still standing. Rigby says, what's going on? Mordecai says, don't you get it? It's the fortunes, pushing Rigby. Benson's luck is is getting so bad that it's going to destroy everything. Look, and then we see Benson holding on for dear life at at a lamppost about to be sucked away. Uh, mordecai runs up to benson saying like benson take my hand but then the black cat from earlier hits benson in the face causing him to uh, fly up into the warlock getting sucked in so benson's gone rigby says okay okay i'll switch back and um mordecai says where's the fortune rigby says it's under my trampoline and then the trampoline is like all the way up in the sky so I don't know how they're gonna get there. Mordecai says, "How are we supposed to get over there?" This dude who looks like he's from Naperville, Illinois, um, <laughs> he he kind of lo- He's driving a sports car, and this guy's the like definition of daddy's money. That that's not oh, an Jesus important Christ. detail, but <laughs> that's not important to the story. But um, he he's like wearing one of those golf polos, and he has like his hoodie like tied around his neck like a cape. I don't know why they do that, but I um, so they
1: wouldn't have to hold it. Around their arms, I, I it guess it still looks ugly though.
0: <laughs> yeah. So what? What does what does the guy say?
1: The guy pulls up in front of Mordecai and Rigby, and says, "What are you guys doing? You got you got to get out of here." He hands Rigby his car keys and says, "Here, take my car." And starts screaming, gets out the car, and tries to jump off, but he gets sucked into the fanny pack, most likely killing him. Mordecai turns the engine on. They. S- and the tires screech over. Mordecai and Ricky fly up towards the fanny pack, dodging all the park things like a swing set—not a swing, but what? what the merry-go-rounds? Is what it what? Yeah,
0: goes? it's kind of like one of those like little merry-go-rounds, um, which it's like spinning at like high speed, so it tears the car in two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then they kind of land on these little like uh, park uh, like animal things that like are on those big springs. Yeah, you know where you like you like rock back and forth with it. I don't even know what those were called. I just know they were fun. I I, re- I remember I had a friend. We were at the park one time, and um, he like pulled back one of those uh like park animals to make it like sway back and forth, and then he uh-huh. got in he got in front of it and he oh he made it look like the animal was sucking his dick. <laughs> Um, no, so, i thought I, I thought you were gonna
1: say like oh yeah the man just pulled the the animal back and it hit him in his
0: dick really hard <laughs> no it's quite the opposite he was receiving it yeah right <laughs> so, anyways yeah mordecai and rigby are now riding on top of these animals uh like how you should not like how my friend was doing it oh my <laughs> um <God. laughs> rigby grabs the fortune after jumping on of his onto his trampoline he, goes, he finds Benson in the air says, Benson, we gotta trade fortunes. And then Benson says, why bother? Another bad thing is just gonna happen. Rigby says, no, Benson, all these bad things are happening because of me. I switched fortunes behind your back at the Chinese restaurant. Benson's like, you what? Rigby says, I was just jealous of all the good luck you've been having, so I gave you all my bad luck. I'm sorry. And then Benson gets out his fortune and then he gives it to Rigby right as they're about to be sucked into the fanny pack. They're able to switch at the last second. And then all of a sudden, the fortunes start to glow, thunder crashes, and then the park is back to normal.
1: Yeah, first off, why the hell is Benson like walking around with that
0: bad luck fortune in his pocket? Oh yeah, true. Maybe, maybe because he was carrying that thing around with him, that's why all the bad luck was coming. <laughs> I don't
1: know, Cart- cartoon logic, but, but realistically i would toss that thing out yeah true so the part goes back to normal uh the three mordecai rigby and benson look around uh rigby asks is it over mordecai responds i think so rigby is relief but benson screams over screams at them saying over nothing's over you switched my fortune do you have any idea what i went through He tries to make it better by saying, at least I confess, that's got to count for something. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, uh, a cell phone rings. Rigby picked, and it's Rigby's broken cell phone. He picks it up, and it's Dante from Video Game Monthly calling Rigby, saying like, "Uh, yeah, he's dropped from being on the cover of this month's uh, Video Game Monthly. Dante says, like, got a hot new player here. He's tearing through all the records. And we cut to who Dante is looking at. It's actually Muscle Man who has his shirt off, swinging his shirt around, saying, Woo! He's playing the same game uh, Rigby was playing. Muscle Man looks over to the crowd and Dante and says, You know who else is hot and tears through stuff? My My mom! mom.
0: So I had a note about this entire thing um, Hmm. before we uh, get into what actually happened in this episode. So um, after Benson and Rigby switched their fortunes back, the mm-hmm. power of the fortune cookies, because like, they're magical and everything, it turned everything back to normal. So considering that the warlock disappeared, we could assume that everything bad that happened to Benson also turned back to normal. So it's it's um, implied that Benson magically got his car back, his wallet, his keys, and like his, his apartment and stuff like that. He wasn't
1: naked in front of Audrey.
0: But still, Benson has the right to be mad because he even though things turned back to normal, he still had to deal with all that stuff. Um, So going to muscle man after he just made the mom, my mom joke at the arcade, um, we get a little flashback. There is a title card that says earlier at the restaurant, cutting back all the way to the beginning of the episode. This is when they're sitting down after Rigby got soup poured on him. Benson says, I'm telling you, I can't lose about to go to pay with the little pearl. That's when Rigby says, I got to go dry off. And then this is the part in the episode where the camera cut to the bathroom. But we see what was going on back at the table. The waitress comes and says, here are your fortune cookies. And then Muscleman grabs them all excited to be like, you know, what's a, h- a hilarious game. Reading For your fortune cookie and then saying in the back of a car. He reads it and it says, bad luck is coming your way in the back of a, oh, that's not going to work. So he goes to Rigby's fortune and switches them. High five ghost says, hey, that's Rigby's fortune. And then muscle man's like, so he reads it and it says, you're going to be on the cover of video game monthly in the back of a car. And then they both start to laugh. And then that's when Rigby comes back saying, oh, finally my fortune's here. At least one good thing will come from this meal. And then Muscle Man and Fives continue to laugh. And that's where the episode ends. Holy shit, it was Muscle Man the whole time.
1: Wouldn't that mean, like, the power
0: of the Forgery Cookies would need to be swapped between the three of them? Yeah, because originally. Actually, ben- wait, wait, no. Oh, well, yeah. no, because originally Muscle Man got the bad luck, and then he passed it to Rigby, and then he passed it to Benson. So. I like how this episode, um, it's like a little detail of how, one, Rigby's original fortune was to be on the cover of Video Game Monthly, and we see in this episode that it almost came true, but of course it didn't happen, because then Muscle Man got the fortune. And we also spent the entire episode thinking that it was Rigby's fault that everything was happening, but in the end, it was Muscle Man. so that's cool. Hmm. Alright, you know what else is really cool? um going to a chinese restaurant and reading your fortunes at lunchtime
1: ah uh, it is and you know, also i got to pee that's the that's the second coolest thing i've been holding this pee in for like half an hour
0: lunchtime
1: it's lunchtime
0: Before we get into it, I'm going to read little uh, notes from the fan wiki, as I always do. But my notes app is frozen, so I have to refresh it and then wait for it to load and go all the way the hell back to my notes. So, episode connections. During Benson's bad luck montage, he's shown using a world's greatest boss mug, which, of course, leaks coffee into his lap. In the following season, he's gifted a world's best boss mug by the park employees in the episode called World's Best Boss. Pop culture references. Like I said, the video game Super Donkey Bros. is a clear reference to Super Mario Bros. and Donkey Kong. Um, The design of the character the Warlock is a clear reference to the character David Lopen from the 1986 film Big Trouble in Little China. Coincidentally, James Hong, who played David Lopen, also voiced the Warlock in this episode. So, nice. Oh, yeah. Production notes, this episode received 1.864 million views worldwide. Goofs. Goofs, because we have uh, quite many of them. Benson mentions that accounting lost his paycheck. However, the accounting department is never seen or mentioned in other episodes. Additionally, Benson is uh, delivering everyone's paychecks in the episode high score. So um, maybe how it works is accounting gives they checks to Benson and then Benson passes him on. I don't know. Maybe. During the first scene when Benson holds the uh, menu at the Chinese restaurant, the menu has three columns and doesn't have anything written on it. But when he gives it to the waiter, it has five columns and has writing on it. And then it, it the, the menu kind of like switches around as that scene goes on. But, you know, animation.
1: I don't think it really matters. It's yeah. not really that
0: big of a detail. Yeah, I'm just reading stuff off the fan wiki. Uh, in yeah, yeah. yeah, in the restaurant, Rigby, I said this one, he seems to be full, but then in the next frame, it shows that he's not eating anything. And then during one scene in Skips' house, right before they meet the Warlock, specifically at 640, Skips' stomach is white. Wow. Yeah, it's weird. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, Benson could not have thrown the park in as a deal to the poker game, as he does not own the park. Mr. Maylard owns the park. So why don't you bring us through lunchtime? So, Jason, in, in
1: uh a Cookie, who was the protagonist of this episode?
0: I wrote down it was Rigby. Really? Um, oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, because... It, the episode kind of follows Benson's bad luck, but if if we're going by the definition of what a protagonist is, it is Rigby. Mm.
1: Alright, then who would you say the antagonist of this episode
0: was? Well, it's interesting because it was also Rigby. He was the hero and the villain of this. I if, also wrote... Yeah, yeah. Mm. What are you going to say? I think I'm going to say the was, same thing. Okay, on three. One, two, three. It's the warlock. S- uh oh fuck, I've stumbled upon my war- uh yes, <laughs> it is the warlock, <laughs> it is the warlock, but then I also wrote that later on we get the twist villain of muscleman, oh yeah, 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 so Rigby, Warlock, and Muscle Man. how many o's and hms did you count in this episode? They all happened in the same scene, which I don't think has ever happened before. There were four o's and one hmm, I know I missed one o, hmm. which I don't know how, but eh.
1: Did you count any adult jokes in this episode?
0: Uh, yes. When Benson gets his robe sucked off and his butt cheeks were exposed.
1: I'm trying to think if there's another one. Probably isn't. Oh, wait. No. No, no, no. It's just that one. Mm, Yeah. Uh, were there any iconic regular show moments?
0: I didn't see anything that could be considered iconic. All right.
1: Were there any real life or licensed music used in this episode?
0: No real music in this one. Now. Okay.
1: So then, how would you base this uh, episode off your memory?
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like I'll give this a three. A three? Why is that? Hold on. A, a three out of five. Um. I uh I guess a three point five out of five. Hmm. Any
1: reasoning behind um, it, or just because it's
0: a 3.5? Well, um, the well, the reason I gave it that is it kind of ties into my next, uh, the next lunchtime question. If it was a skip okay. or a must-watch, I put that this episode was a skip, um, not because I thought this uh, was like a bad episode. It's just that this episode isn't really like essential when getting into regular show. If someone were to come mm-hmm. to me and say like, hey, I want to get into regular show. Can you give me a list of episodes that I should watch? I don't see this episode falling onto that list. It's just kind of one-off.
1: So I would actually rate this episode a 4 at the most. Okay, yeah. I, it's
0: definitely and not a 5, but a 4 is is yeah. possible,
1: yeah. I would say must-watch because it uh, gives a little personality uh like if someone were to get to know a character this one would be uh, a good episode to get to know rigby because he did switch to fortune and even muscle man because uh they both switched to fortunes kind of showing that if they get something that they kind of don't like they'll do something horrible just to be satisfied right yeah which then causes like horrible or consequences Mhm. So then finally would you say it's a good episode or a bad episode be- seeing as you uh rated this a 3.5 and a skip. Well, despite that, it's still a good episode. Whoa!
0: Hmm. I'd say it's also a good episode. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. Because like, just because I give it like a low memorability and say it's a skip doesn't mean that it's a bad episode. It's still good. And obviously, when I say that episodes are skip, I'm not saying that you shouldn't watch it. You know.
1: But I say watch it just because. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a good
0: it's a really good one. It is. Yeah, it is a good episode. So in the end, we have eighty nine O's and forty nine Hums in regular shows. So we're almost going to be at uh 90 and 50 which we might cross that in the next episode so you will have to see what happens i mean we'll definitely hit 100 by the end of this season oh yeah definitely so um that pretty much does it for the episode um if you guys want to know what we're doing when we're not recording you could follow us on our twitter which is at excellent pod we just celebrated our two-year anniversary of the Excellent Podcast. And we sent out a very special uh, tweet over there celebrating it. And um, it got like a lot of likes and retweets and views from you guys. I think it crossed like 10,000 views, which is Woo! pretty cool. It's nuts. Yeah. So again, that Twitter is at Excellent Pod. If you want to see uh, more of us, then our YouTube channel, our group YouTube channel is Schwam Squad on YouTube. And I believe that is linked in the description of this episode. So go check out our stuff and also listen to the other episodes of The Excellent Podcast because they're pretty excellent, if you ask me.
1: You're so clever with the excellent joke. (laughs) Maybe you should start a
0: podcast. Yeah, it'll be pretty excellent. Uh, Uh, wait don't go anywhere yet the following bit is the deleted portion from this recording session where Jason shares a story of trying to talk to a Chinese restaurant on the phone all in search of a chicken sandwich from KFC thanks for listening and we'll see you next time there was this one time earlier this uh this this winter where Mm -hmm. I I, all of a sudden I just had a huge (laughs) craving for KFC okay (laughs) And there is barely any KFCs in the city. Yeah. At least where I am. Yeah. And so if I wanted to eat out a KFC, I had to go like, I had to take the, the CTA, I had to take the train like down to the, to the loop, I think mm-hmm. to like the Southern part of it. Okay. Um, so I find the only KFC in the area. I, I can't find, like, any reviews of it on Google. And also, I, I wanted to call in to ask if they had, like, this specific food on the menu. Okay. So I called in, but then the line was, like, there was there was no answer. It just went straight to voicemail. All right. So I called the Walgreens next to the KFC, and then um they didn't answer either. And then so the only place left was this Chinese restaurant that was on the other side of them. All right. And I'm not sure if you've had to experience, like, um th- this goes back to the to the Chinese restaurants not giving like super good service or any Asian restaurant in general. All right. Because I call them and then the person picks up and then they're like kind of shuffling back. <laughs> oh, yeah, hello, hello. What what do you want? And then so I'm like, "Oh, hi. Um I just want to check to see do you know if the KFC next to you guys is open?" What? man Like the KFC, do you know if they're open today? what, what, the, the, the KFC, what, uh, hold on, let me check. Hey, hello, hello. they're <laughs> open. And then I'm, I'm trying to, I'm tr- just trying to get an answer out of them. And then after a, a, like 30 seconds of silence, they're like, oh, oh yeah, man, they're open, they're open. Uh, okay, what else what, what do you want? And then, so I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> so um, I get on the train, I finally go to the KFC and then Turns out that the KFC is not there anymore, and they were turned into, like, this completely new chicken sandwich restaurant. <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, of course. I I had a feeling when I was talking to that Chinese restaurant that they were just, like... That they were just spitting out, like, random stuff at me just to get me off the phone. Yeah. And I could tell that they did not check to see if that KFC was open, obviously, because it wasn't. At this point, I'm like, okay, well, I... I spent money to take the subway here and I well, first of all, it was kind of dumb that I even took the entire subway to just to get a freaking chicken sandwich. But I was hungry and I was craving it. So I was like, yeah, whatever. But I was like, "Okay, I guess I'll just try this new chicken sandwich restaurant. I'm here. I might as well just I need to eat something. I go in and that chicken sandwich was terrible. It was like (laughs) like low C tier. Okay, so what I'm gathering is that
1: you'll go through. Giant lengths, just for just for some uh food.
0: Oh yeah, of course. Like there are times where like I think to myself, I was like, "Ooh, do I want to go to Chinatown just to get some good food?" And I'll take I'll take the red line all the way down there just to just to have it. So if
1: there's so so if there's some good food all the way in like New York, you'd go there just to eat food, and then go right back.
0: Well, obviously, I would make a, an entire like week long trip out of it, yeah. <laughs> and I would do other things, but as but for the main like, reason, it would be one of the reasons. But like the okay. reason I I do the things I do food only because like, I know it's easily accessible. Okay. Like the city is built in a way where you only have to walk a couple blocks just to access the subway, mm-hmm. which is a really good thing about the public transit out here. Yeah, but yeah, I love my food. Too bad that the food I got at the end of the day wasn't too good, though. How much was it just for a chicken sandwich? Uh, it was like a small shop. I think it was only like like five, six bucks. Not bad. Wow.
1: Still, it's five, six dollars for a horrible tasting sandwich? Get your money back. Mm.
0: I got the fries, though. Th- those were better.
1: Okay. Well, there at least so. there's some consolation.